computer. Hello, everybody. It's Mary Lynn of Hard at Work. And um, I am here with Raj. And um, we are in the process of just uh, live streaming on Facebook, my Hard at Work page, business page. And we're going to have this wonderful conversation with Raj about what he does and how he helps people. Um, it should be a lot of fun. There we are. So I think there's a little bit of a delay though. And I, I guess I'll have to figure out how to do um, Okay. Um, there we are. Are you? Can you see it, Raj? Yeah, it's, it's recording, and I'm assuming it's live streaming as well. So. Right. Right. It is. Okay. Welcome, Raj. I'm so excited to have you on board with um, me today. At the. You can't hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um. Uh, Welcome, Raj, and let's do do it again. I don't know what happened with that. But anyway, welcome, Raj, again, and um, I hope that you can be able to just maybe introduce yourself, tell everybody uh, kind of what you do and what you're offering, and we'll kind of go from there. Um, yeah. First of all, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I love the team of your podcast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm just so happy to be here. I think this world needs a lot more kindness and gratefulness as well. So thanks for that. So about me, my name is uh, again, Raj Rubermeyer. I'm a tech career strategist. So I help people specifically in the tech industry to find their dream job and become successful leaders in the industry. I've been in the tech space for over 15 years now. And yeah, so I've been helping a lot of people in the past three years. So I run my own company. Uh, I do my own coaching. So that's the main part of my job. A couple of other things I do, apart from coaching people, is I speak at a lot of conferences and private events for companies. I speak on various topics, leadership, motivation, productivity, mindfulness, mental health, uh, which a lot of people do not take seriously. And we can probably talk more about that as well. But yes, yeah, so I talk about those topics. And finally, I write for a lot of tech companies and large publications uh, as a contributing writer. So yeah, that's kind of uh, what I do. I live in Chicago. And uh, yeah, I've been loving what I do so far. Um, yeah, of course, we can get into my backstory and stuff. But this is kind of uh, what I do for now. Right. I know we, we talked, um, I'm not moving. We talked about um, you before and about what you offer. And I was very intrigued with um, what, what you're doing and how you're helping people. And um, 
I don't know what's going on. There we go. So uh, I was just very intrigued what you offer and what you do. And um, when you were saying the tech space and has a lot of problems right now, I've, I was a little bit surprised because, you know, as, as, as when we were talking, when I first started out, that was tech space sort of got it <laughs> about having more kindness in the workplace right and um so as you were sharing that i was just like okay great so anyway i'd like to hear a little bit more like some of your challenges i know you'd help people transition their careers to have more passionate in their life and more embrace what they do and what they enjoy to have in their life so anyway um Maybe you could just um, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, great question. So let's first set some context uh, for the viewers and listeners, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, they need to understand why I do what I do. And mm -hmm. then we get into some of, the Absolutely. Why some of the obstacles people are facing in the tech space. And that's why I'm here helping them. <laughs> so a quick three-minute a uh, background story about me is um, I grew up in the southern part of India. And of course, from my thick Texas accent, you already know I probably was not born in the United States. <laughs> so uh, I, I am the younger of the two kids. I have an older brother who's five years uh, older to me. And then from a young age, I had this uh, inferiority complex that I wasn't good enough. I didn't matter. Uh, I wasn't smart enough. That's because mm -hmm. my dad, since he was born, he studied in scholarships. And then my brother, on the other end, he's a super genius. Like he has three masters and a PhD. <laughs> and then there I was the average Raj who didn't do well in academics, sports, dating, you name it, right? I was pretty average. And uh, you may relate to this based on you working with a lot of clients as well. When you grow up in an Asian family, one of the main things which is pushed upon you is academics. And it's a thing with Asian folks. And mm -hmm. it was the same thing for me as well. So from a young age, I was always compared with my brother and other overachievers around me. Mm -hmm. And because of the comparison, I always try to live up to people's expectations, wanted to be like them. But mm -hmm. every time I tried doing that, <laughs> I ended up getting disappointed because I could never, ever live up to people's expectations. Yeah, the constant struggle of doing it again and again and again throughout my childhood made me get into the shell. I felt like an outcast. Um, I developed this uh, fear of rejection. I had anxiety. I went mm -hmm. through depression. I was overstressed. I was going through low self-esteem, uh, severe body image issues. I, was, I grew up as a fat kid and I was ridiculed. Uh, for my weight. So all these things kind of continued throughout my childhood, right? Mm -hmm. And no one ever thought bi anything big of me. They actually wrote me off saying, okay, this guy is not going to do anything great in the future. So that was kind of my childhood uh, mm -hmm. brought up, right? Mm -hmm. Bring up uh, childhood days. But during my second year of my undergrad, something happened. So I still remember this vividly because I was in my study room mm -hmm. and um, all of a sudden, I can hear my chest pounding, and then I had such severe pain. I thought I was uh, having a severe heart attack, but mm -hmm. now I know I was having a severe panic attack, my first <laughs> one. And so I, I started, I sat down, and I could feel the pain in my chest slowly moving towards my head because all these feelings 
of suppression, of being compared to other people, and all these um, fears of being ignored, fear of anxiety, all these things bottled up and then just exploded. Mm -hmm. And I sat there for two hours sobbing. Uh, and during the time, I actually had got this epiphany that all this while, I was living a life for other people. I was mm -hmm. letting other people's opinions be my reality, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And in the process of pleasing other people, I was actually disappointing myself. And that's when I realized, man, I wasted the first 20 years of my life. And you know what? I'm going to change this. Screw this. I'm not going to care about other folks. You know what? I matter. I'm good enough. I'm going to strive for greatness, I can carve my own identity. And that's when the whole transformational journey started, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fast forwarding uh, 25 years to now, I help people who are in the same situation like me, who are the underdogs, who are written out by society, who think they're not good enough, but they have the skills needed right. to get to the next level. So in terms of the clients, in terms of the people I help, they are usually the underdogs who are in the mid to senior level positions in the tech industry who are waiting to get out of their shell, who are waiting to go to the next level, but do not know how, because mainly that brings me down, brings me to the obstacles, right? Common right. obstacles people face in the tech space. The first common obstacle, why people come to me and why people face currently in the tech industry is this, which is they have limiting beliefs that they're not good enough, right? Mm -hmm. And this mm -hmm. is because of multiple reasons. One is, right. of course, because of the pandemic, there are millions of jobs which have been lost. People feel anxious about their job security. They feel stuck in their career and they're looking for change. They're looking to advance in their career, but they don't know how to do that, right? Mm -hmm. For me, I know that yeah. situation because I came as an immigrant in 2008 and a week after I came to the U.S., the recession started. Mm. And finding jobs as an immigrant was so hard. <laughs> yeah. And to cut a long story short, from beginning of 2009 to the end of 2009, I applied for 1,293 jobs, right? Yeah. And I got four callbacks from it. And I converted one job. So I know how it feels when you really want a job and you cannot get it. Right. right. So the first obstacle is the limiting beliefs because a lot of people have the skill set, but they don't know how to, you know, uh, get out of their way right. and actually advance in their career. Mm -hmm. And that that's mainly because there are a lot of there's a lot of competition because as I was saying, there's a lot of jobs which have been lost, and because of the competition, there's one key thing which comes into play, which is your personal brand. Right. Because the tech industry has changed vastly since the past five years. Before, it was all about your degree. It was about your specialization. But right now, the name of the game is jack of all trades and being master of none. You <laughs> need to know a lot of things about various technologies right. because technology is changing so rapidly. So first obstacle is their limiting beliefs. And that's because they don't have their right. personal brand they haven't built their personal brand and we could always talk about how to build your personal brand if you want but that's the first obstacle the second obstacle i've often faced is as i was saying i help leaders in the tech industry to become more effective leaders right one of the biggest problems they face is managing work and life because mm -hmm. 
they spend so much time at work right that they start neglecting their life personal life and their mental and physical health mm-hmm. one lead one thing leads to another right. and they suffer severe burnout mm-hmm. so mental health is something which is not prioritized by a lot of people in the tech space because this is what's happening right now and this is the reality we li- live in so all the five major the big five companies amazon facebook google you know mm-hmm. um apple what they do is they pay the employees a lot they give them free food at work they have free gym and all those things so that they can work 16 hours and be in the building right and yeah. then by the time they come home literally they have probably an hour max literally even their buses the free transportation to their houses is hooked up with wifi so that they can work in the bus in the vans they are provided for free shuttle service right right so it's like uh it's like um, raising chickens you know you give food give food fattening up fattening up and then you cut their heads right? <laughs> that's what is actually happening and mental health is a real issue and i've right. gone through personal experience where I, i had to go to the er and it's a whole story i could talk right. about that as well in terms of why i'm a big proponent of mental health so two obstacles would be the mindset to change mm-hmm. and the second obstacle would be um not prioritizing their life and because of that the mental and the physical health suffers yeah yeah i would say though that iraja that um the mental health issues aren't just in the technical world it's in all the little jobs or sectors around that you know and yeah i would gather that probably the tech is the biggest but when you're talking about mental health and how we all seem to work a lot of work and then we stop and say okay i still got to do this and this and this and this and i'm kind of out of time you know right and, so, and you know a fun fact is um researchers found that people spend about one third of their life at work mm-hmm. about 90,000 hours are right. spent at work that's a lot of time away from your family right so that's why you need to be really careful on what you do at work because not everything is important right mm-hmm. you need to prioritize what you're working on why you are working on why you're doing what you're doing and also make sure your personal life does not suffer because you can earn how much ever you want and but at 40 if you suffer a stroke then you have the rest of the life which you cannot live so you know yeah. normally so people you know have to start shifting their mindset because 60% of the people in the tech space suffer burnout in some shape or form and mm-hmm. that's why it's really really important to focus on your mental health right right and so what do you think that um you were talking about the timeline how much time do you think they should dedicate to their personal life because we're you yeah, know that's so, part of the mental health challenge right is you know setting our boundaries i guess you know to say okay that's work and i'm done and and i have my family and i have other things i want to do in my life yeah so that's a great question and you also kind of uh, segue into what I help people with this well mm-hmm. setting boundaries. Right. I think that's where it actually starts. It's hard to say exactly how much personal time uh you need to have because people have different roles, different jobs. A person who's a doctor or a nurse may have different working hours than a person who has a normal 9 to 5 job. Right. Right? 
So right. it's hard to quantify how much time, personal time exactly you need to have. But that being said, you need to start setting boundaries. So mm -hmm. you, have to, you, you need to have some strategy in place in terms of how you're going to navigate the space of work and life, especially right now in the middle of a pandemic where everyone is pretty much working from home mm -hmm. and you have kids running around, you have your pets running around and then there's a lot of chaos and then you have chaos at work as well and you're stuck in between two worlds. Right. So that's why you need to start setting boundaries. And here are like quick two, three strategies for your uh, audience so that uh, they can implement and uh, these quick things to help them be more productive and more get more mental space. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is you need to do daily and weekly planning. So what do I mean by that? The first thing when you wake up in the morning, do the simple exercise, take a paper and pen and write down all the things you think you need to accomplish that particular day. Just let it flow, right? Mm -hmm. And then what are you going to do is assign a number between one to 10 for all those things which you just listed in terms of your priority. Mm -hmm. And your motto in life is to finish the top three things which you have listed mm -hmm. that day, period. Because this is the thing, you cannot finish everything because there's only so much time mm -hmm. and so much mental capacity. So your priority should be to finish the top three things for that particular day. And then I practice what is called deep work. And I also highly recommend uh, the book by the same name. It's by Cal Newport. It's called Deep Work. They talked about doing time box sessions on cognitively, cognitively demanding tasks. Mm -hmm. And uh, so just block your calendar to work on those three priority tasks, right? It could be right. a one hour time block for one hour time block each for the three things, or it could be say four time blocks for the three things, whatever right. feels comfortable to you. And then at the end of the day, do a quick three, four minute retrospective in terms of what have you accomplished that particular day mm -hmm. and whatever you haven't accomplished that particular day gets carried over to the next day, to the next to-do uh, list for the next sure. day's to-do list, right? So that's your daily planning. Then you do the weekly planning where just carve out like 15, 20 minutes during the weekend mm -hmm. to review what's coming up in the next uh, one to two weeks in terms of important meetings, important presentations, important deadlines, important tasks for your work and personal life. And mm -hmm. then start blocking your calendar accordingly. So for example, so now we're doing this podcast yeah. and just before this, I went for a four mile run right? Mm -hmm. And I block my calendar so that I don't get booked. So that's how you actually balance your, your schedule. Because I already knew I have to be on this podcast. Right. So if I want to be prepared and ready for this podcast, I need to be showered and then at least look decently <laughs> clean on the podcast before my run. So all those things were planned during the weekend. So do the daily planning, then yeah. do the weekly planning, right? Mm -hmm. And then Make sure you practice deep work, which means doing focused work and in an uninterrupted, uninterrupted manner. No Facebooking, no messaging. Yeah. Focus on that one particular task. And that's how you can finish a lot of tasks in a shorter amount of time and be more productive, right? So mm. there you go. Quickly, those three strategies are going to help you. And so I think that's what people need to do. And setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. So you should... You should set the precedence, precedence that after 8 p.m. you don't reply to emails. 
-hmm. and you start replying to emails after 8 p.m for once or twice people say hey i'm expecting an email but you would say no after 8 p.m it's family time and i don't do it yeah once you keep repeating that then people know oh okay he's not available from 8 p.m to 6 a.m so let's not do it the problem comes when people start replying at 2 a.m to emails and they (laughs) start setting that expectation that you will reply at 2 a.m or 3 a.m right so setting boundaries is really really important Mm -hmm. yeah i was just thinking i was laughing about the 2 a.m thing because sometimes i wake up at 2 or 3 a.m and i'm like ding 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 well i start replying emails and doing all this stuff and um but i know they're not going to reply to me until whatever they're at work so which is fine but it's you know it's like okay maybe just put it in draft and then when you're ready you can just send it you know in in the time slot that you said you would get back to them by right yeah and and you can use that feature in the email where you can delay the emails, you can schedule emails to go at a particular time because yeah. email has that feature. So if at all you have distributed teams across the world and you yeah. have to reply or send an email at 3 a.m. U.S. time, you could schedule that email to go out, go out at 3 a.m. well in advance, like at 6 p.m. that particular yeah. day. You don't have right. to physically be active. Technology is already there. You just have yeah. to make use of it. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, as you were talking, I tend to have days, I I got into this a long time ago, so that like Mondays is my writing blogging days. And I usually do that maybe within the first, you know, till about noon. And then if I haven't got it done, then I'll just leave it and go back to it later, because I'm single, I can do that. I don't have a bunch of kids running around. So, um, and then, you know, Tuesdays, you know, this day and Wednesday. So I've gotten into like an editorial uh, calendar, if you will, of things what I'm doing each day. Because I had a job where I was working in an office and it was so overwhelming. I said, okay, Mondays is this day, Tuesdays is this day, you know, Friday is this payroll. And, you know, that's how I got into it. So, um, it just, you know, from the, you said the overall, what you explained, you know, what we should do for our boundaries and what we could timeline. Mm-hmm. But if you're going finer detail for a lot of solo entrepreneurs, such as myself, is that we still have to finally define that. Okay, what are yeah. we doing? You know, so that we're not just reading and wandering around. Because <laughs> yeah. we really don't have any accountability to anybody, right? As so. you said, uh, I do the exact same thing. Where Wednesdays are my writing days, Thursdays um, are my recording days for videos. Yeah. Then Friday, I do stuff related to my book and coaching programs. So if people have to reach out to me or want to schedule meetings, usually it'll be only Monday and Tuesday or second half of Friday because I actually um, block time. That's mm-hmm. when, only when you block time, you do your best work. And you have right. to, this is what I tell my clients, you have to treat your uh, time as your baby. Right. It's so valuable because once you lose time, you cannot get it back. So you have to make sure you prioritize your work within a given time because mm-hmm. uh, it's really, really valuable. People have this wrong notion that money is the one which is really important, but actually it's the time mm-hmm. which is actually the most important, right? Because mm-hmm. within a given time, if you use it 
correctly, you can make more money within a short period of time. But with money, yeah, you can get it whenever you want, but time is the one you cannot control. Money, right. you can control it in terms of, okay, uh, you know what, I have to make this kind of revenue goal, so let me do these, these tasks. But yeah, yeah. if you set 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., after 12 p.m., you're not gonna get 11 a.m. back, right? Once <laughs> last is always last, money is not like that. So that's what I tell people. Time yeah, yeah. is your most valuable asset, not the money. If you, if you treat time with respect and then use it wisely, then mm -hmm. money is a byproduct of it. You are going to get money, but you need to first start with time and then work your way to getting money. So that's how we need to start thinking about uh, time management. Yeah. So what do you think are some of the biggest obstacles of your clients right now that you work with? So in terms of the obstacles would be, first thing is, yeah, building your personal brand, which we kind of covered, right? Because yeah. say, for example, there are a thousand people applying for one particular job. Mm -hmm. What is going to make you stand out from other people? Mm -hmm. Everyone has a master's in computer science, for example. Mm -hmm. why, do, why should they pick you? compared to other people. That's mm -hmm. where your personal brand comes into picture. It's about all these small, small extra things you do, which makes, which builds your brand, right? Mm -hmm. This is what I tell my clients that uh, it's like buying your favorite uh, brand of body wash. Say, for example, you're using a particular brand of body wash for say eight years. There are various reasons you're using that brand of body wash because of the price, because of the uh, packaging because of the fragrance, because of uh, uh, the durability. When you put it down, it doesn't break or open up. And because of uh, um, because of the color, right? There's so many facets of right. the particular body wash, which makes you keep going to it again and again. And our careers are the exact same thing. It's different facets of you, which helps to build your personal brand. So mm -hmm. when clients come to me, they have all these skills, but they haven't shown the world. They haven't packaged that up and put that out in the world saying, hey, I'm a really skilled person. I've done these things, but I just haven't started talking about it. So yeah. my job is to tap into their inner skills mm -hmm. and stories and bring that to life and uh, help them build their personal brand through LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn is where all the tech folks hang out. So people watching or listening, if you don't have a LinkedIn profile, <laughs> after this podcast episode, go and create a LinkedIn profile because that's where everything happens. In fact, my right. last four jobs was from LinkedIn. So right. it starts with building your brand on LinkedIn and there's so many different strategies on LinkedIn itself you can do to mm -hmm. stand out from the crowd, then continuous learning. So say you have a master's in, I don't know, business administration start taking extra courses on different technologies. So when you apply for jobs, those extra courses are gonna come into picture when they're making their decisions. And then right. don't, don't uh, think twice about investing in yourself because only when you invest in yourself, that's when magic happens because there are a lot of people. So say for example, me, I've been through the industry, I've been through various roles in, in the tech industry and uh, I, I've failed I've succeeded. So I can give you the golden nuggets of how to build your brand and stand out from the crowd. You don't have to do this alone. And that's why people come to me and whatever I've learned in 15 years, I packaged it into a three month, six month or a one year program. Right. right. 
So invest in yourself. That is something which is really important. And those are some things you can do to build your personal brand. So that's the biggest challenge, I would say, which I've seen, which is kind mm-hmm. of like like a common theme right. I've seen across clients, no matter whether they're in the mid-level position or level in their career or uh, senior position in their mm-hmm. career but yeah the brand is something and there and maybe another thing could be communication mm-hmm. and how you express your skill sets to another person how you express your value to another person mm-hmm. that may be the second obstacle right because everyone needs to have an elevator pitch right um, if you have only one minute how do you provide value how do you sell yourself to the other person so that you can get their number Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about dating here, but I'm talking about <laughs> a professional network. But the point is what you can think of it like dating because your first impression is going to be the best impression. So in that one minute, how are you going to put across your value and how you can serve people? Right. For example, I'm a tech career strategist. I help people to be successful in the tech industry and become effective leaders. Right. Mm-hmm. So bam. So that's it done right? And then you know the value. So those, so communication is the second piece, which I work on as well. So personal and communication, I think those are the two things which people need big help with and I help them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think uh, it's important. Um, it's like dating, it's just, uh, but it's also about engagement. Um, yeah, okay, great. Get your profile, get it set up, but and jump in and engage with other people, you know, like, right comment ask questions because then that gives that's to me where the juice is that's where people actually get to know you and can recommend or refer you or introduce you to somebody that can maybe help you right it's just like Sujel introduced us right Right. because she knows I've had this podcast running I've had her on my show twice (laughs) and um you know we talk about other topics other things you know so um, I think it's all a part of it. And, and am I going to give you a job? Not necessarily, but maybe from somebody watching this podcast, they'll say, hey, Raj, I could really use your help. And so I'm sort of like the promoter uh, helping to empower other people to get their message or the story out. So that's how I, I sort of think I help people. But, you know, in your saying about LinkedIn, I totally agree with you is that, you know, we need to be active. Yeah, have a get a profile. But if you can't be active, then you're being you're not in the playground playing. You're you're exactly. just, you're just being a post. <laughs> yeah. There's so many strategies with LinkedIn where yeah. you can also find out about jobs and companies which haven't been advertised yet. Yeah. And everything you put on your LinkedIn profile is SEO information and index by Google. So what I mean by that is when recruiters say search for a software developer, for example, Mm -hmm. they have these softwares which actually look for particular keywords associated with with that particular job. And it scans through your LinkedIn profile. So if you don't have those specific keywords, then you're going to get overlooked. So 
first, you have to start with updating all the information on your LinkedIn profile because everything is rich SEO information, search engine optimization information, right? And then you have different strategies where you can reach out to people and proactively make people come to you instead of following the normal way of applying for jobs where you go to job sites, put your resume and stuff. And also you can generate generate your resume right from LinkedIn as well. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of it. In right. fact, I talk about a lot of these strategies in my book as well, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I also have uh, free templates and worksheets which people can download. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, co- coming back to your point, yeah, LinkedIn is definitely where it, where it is and you can find mm-hmm. a lot of opportunities there. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and Raj, I so enjoyed our conversation. Maybe we'll do it another time, continue on. Um, um, carrying on about talk a little bit more what, what you work with people and how you work with them and so is there any final tips that you'd like to share before we close off so maybe a couple of tips and not to sound like a broken record here <laughs> personal know. brand is the number one thing which right. is going to make you stand out from the crowd and we already covered that in depth in this uh, episode so yeah. make sure you start working on it the second thing you want to remember is it's never too late to make a change. Mm-hmm. Just take an ex- take me, for example. For the first 30 years of my life, I was living a life under false identity. I was living a life for other people. And mm-hmm. then slowly and gradually, I started making this transformation. It was a step-by-step process. It didn't magically happen, but it's never too late to make a change. So if you are in an unhealthy relationship or bad job, toxic work environment, you have the power to make a change. You have the power to Mm -hmm. do something great for your life because no one else is going to do it for you. It's you who's going to do it for you. So keep that in mind that it's never too late to uh, make a change. And the last and final thing I would say is be consistent. The problem with the majority of human beings who live on this earth is they're not consistent. Let's take, for example, going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Everyone on January 1st would decide, I wanna go to the gym. What did they, what do they do? They buy new set of merchandise, amazing fancy t-shirts and shoes. They spend like $400 on a gym membership, a, a super cool uh, a gym with all the facilities. They start doing it. They start going to the gym for the first week then second week you know you start getting tired and third week you say you know what this is not for me mm-hmm. and people then start going to the gym and they're in sailing in the same boat they're always overweight they always keep thinking about making the change but it never happens because they're not consistent mm-hmm. consistency is the key so based on research if you want anything to become a habit you should at least do it for 30 days even whether you like it or not and that's when it becomes part of who you are like brushing your teeth why do you brush your teeth because you've been doing that since your childhood and then you need to brush your teeth and you know what the consequences are similarly Mm -hmm. if you do not work out yeah now you won't feel it but when once when things hit you then you'll know that man i should have done this a lot earlier so to summarize, it'll be three things which are going to skyrocket your career, skyrocket your personal hits, personal health, and skyrocket your life, which would be personal brand, building your personal brand, mm-hmm. 
remember it's never too late to make a change and finally finally be consistent and those mm -hmm. are some of my tips for all of you yeah great well thank you Raj it's um very enjoyable having you on the conversation and I, I'm sure that many people will kind of say, okay, if it's not too late, maybe I can start doing one thing that'll help me change my life, right? Yeah. And for me, it's always been about self-care. So if you're not looking after yourself, you're not serving anyone else. So, um, but thank you so much for your time. I so appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you very, very soon. Thank you. And in ending, I'm just gonna say, we all need to be kinder to ourselves and kinder to each other because that's all we have. So thank you. And uh, quickly, one thing I wanted to mention was if people want to reach out to me, yeah, make sure you uh, hit me up on LinkedIn. I'm super active on LinkedIn. I'm 24-7 available under <laughs> Raj Subramayer. Uh, and for people who are listening today, uh, I want to do something special. So for anyone who buys my ebook, uh, I'm... Anyone who buys my paperback, I'm going to give them an ebook for free. You just have to send me a screenshot to my email address, raj at rajsubra.com. And finally, I have an online shop where you can get cool merchandise like this. Uh, okay. If you use the coupon code GREATNESS, I mean GRATEFUL, Grateful. you're going to get 40% off. And again, maybe, uh, yeah, you're going to yeah. put in the show notes. But yeah, that's something I just wanted to... It'll be in the show notes, yeah. And, sure. uh, yeah, if you want to reach out to me, about mindset or anything, feel free to do so and check out my book as well. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Raj. Okay. Take, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.